Today on Locked On Canadians, a lot of injuries, a lot of LTIR. We're going to talk about the updates. And there is the possibility that Carey Price's return is nigh. Uh, that's coming up. And then we're going to talk about who we're bandwagoning for the playoffs. And we're going to answer a question that we're getting from a lot of listeners. All of that is coming up in today's Locked On Canadians. For Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to episode 593 of your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Please check us out as well as on YouTube. My name is Laura Saba, also known as the Active Stick, and I'm joined as always by Scott Matla of Habs Eyes on the Prize. Scott, the, the injuries just keep coming. They, 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 there's, there are no Canadians that haven't been on at least IR at some point this year. It feels like it's a deluge. How are you doing tonight? It is truly, absolutely stunning to me how this team, even when we think they're in the clear and we're finally done with this, just injury beat down after injury beat down. And I I am appreciative of the team's very openness to share this with the fans and everything on Twitter. But, oh, my God, is it just so friggin' depressing that every day I log in, and somebody has like an exploded butt cheek or something on the Canadians <laughs> because that's the way this year has gone so far. It is a bad luck year and the Canadians do have by far the most man games lost to injury apparently this year. Also, they have it like they have more than they've ever had for recorded history or something like that, which is like they they started calculating this like 20 years ago or something. So it is a very bad luck season and uh, it answers one of the questions though that one of our listeners was asking you, Scott, we talked about it a little bit um, in the comments of the YouTube was uh, where's ML Heineman? And you said that JF Hool doesn't know when he's going to be ready so today we have a little bit more information on that he sustained an upper body injury in Sweden he is in Montreal he's being evaluated and treated and they're hoping that he will be able to join the Laval Rocket at some point hopefully this evaluation isn't another season-ending injury because that seems to be the theme with Montreal yeah, and I, I think it's disappointing because I was hoping to see him play relatively soon because I have what I've seen from Patrick Bexell, our expert in Europe, specifically in Sweden. And I kind of want to, you know, be able to watch and see for myself to see if I'm picking up anything while he's playing on North American ice. And him being out, it, it's disappointing. But at the same time, I'd rather him be healthy for next season than try and play through something this year. And I think the bigger piece here that I'm even more disappointed by is that Justin Barron is done for the year. He doesn't need a surgery on that ankle injury. He sustained against Ottawa, but he's done for the year. He was uh, in Laval after the deadline. and He was supposed to be uh, a big piece of their defense going into the playoffs there. He's played for Colorado's AHL affiliate, also Colorado, the Eagles. And he would have stepped right in and been a huge boost in that lineup. And I think losing him, uh, it stings uh, a little bit if you're uh, the Rocket there. They're going to get Corey Schoenman back at some point unless he uh, suffers a devastating sprained pinky finger or something like don't that. Don't put that St- out there. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's just going to happen. Just I've learned to accept it at this point. But it, it stinks, but at the same time, it's like, all right, well, 
they've set out an NHL record for most man games lost in a season at this point. So what are you going to do? What's, what's one more injury, I guess. (laughs) Well, it's not, it doesn't work for Laval though. That's the problem, but that's, that is the, one of the biggest issues with Justin Barron uh, being injured was because we thought that he was going to be really big for them in the playoffs. And that's fine because I feel like the Laval rocket are pretty stacked in terms of people who can come back to the lineup, uh, people that they're getting back from injury themselves, which is, you know, we are going to be a bit rocket focused as they as they approach and hopefully make the playoffs uh but we are also going to talk about the injuries on the on the montreal canadians club so we talked a little bit about jake allen uh, martin saying that we confirms that it is a different injury he sustained in that game um against the toronto maple leafs than the one that's been plaguing him earlier this season he's just had a really really bad luck season and we really hope that he gets better and he's going to be ready for next season we hope the canadians keep him even though he's a prime trade chip we love him we want him we want him to stick around um and so you know we just hope for the best for him because truly he did everything that he was asked he's one of the canadians that i find that when he showed up here he really truly understood his role his role was to support carry price every soundbite that he gives after the games is well thought out he's always really really good and articulate and he doesn't you know he doesn't court controversy but he's also very confident in what he answers when when he's asked so he's definitely I don't know about everybody's favorite, but he's one of my fan favorite Montreal Canadiens. And then the big, big news, sort of related to goaltending, is that um, the uh, Jonathan Drouin was put on long-term IR. We knew he wasn't coming back before training camp next season. So that means that there should be room to bring Gary Bryce back. According to uh, Cap Friendly and Puckpedia, they both confirmed this. The Canadians now have more than enough cap space to uh, activate Carey Price from LTIR. Um, for a guy they call Jesus Price, him likely returning on Good Friday is just a little bit. <laughs> or, ho- or Holy Saturday, whichever one, uh, whichever sacrilegious one you want, uh, <laughs> is when he's likely back in the lineup, which I think is, quite frankly, great fun. And I think a huge treat for a lot of people here. I think you're going to see a boost similar to when Martin saying the week came back. It's that, Hey, carries in net, you know, we, we got to go out there and do our best. I'm really excited to see 31 in the pipes again this season. And that's a huge mental boost for him too. I think is that he wanted to play before the season was over and now he's getting the opportunity to do so. And it also allows Caden Primo to go back to the AHL at the rocket, a level where he belongs at right now. So uh, it's a win-win all the way around. Unfortunately, not for Jonathan Drouin, but hopefully his injury heals up and he's ready to go for next season. Yes, absolutely. And so well, our fingers are crossed. Carey Price returning at home. You know, I here's the thing is that like I am going to a game in a couple of weeks and I was like, wouldn't it be great if Carey Price returns then? But if it's before that, I'm even happier. It just, unfortunately, I don't have a ticket to that game. So either way, it's going to be so good to see him. And the thing that I like about Carey Price this season was that he wasn't rushed back. Every year when he gets injured, he gets rushed back. And this year, that did not happen. So I truly hope that he was able to heal and he's going to have a long, productive season next year. He's going to be happy to come back. And, you know, the team seems really happy to have him around as well. You're seeing all over their socials. They're, they're excited to have Carey Price back with them. 
In the meantime, in our next segment, we're going to start talking about the teams that we're bandwagoning for the playoffs. But first, we are going to a- answer a question that we are constantly being asked by our listeners and our YouTube commenters. They want us to know personal, they want to know from us, personal issues aside, uh, where we think Logan Mayu's upside is. And we will talk about that in just one moment. And that's coming up. But first, let me tell you about something that has been really saving my life lately. And that is Hello fresh. It's been saving me time and keeping me healthy uh, because I don't really have time to go out there and plan a menu and, and go grocery shopping and then have to throw out groceries that I've bought because I wasn't able to cook them and all of that. All you have to do is check out HelloFresh because I love it. The ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh. And trust me, there's a difference in flavor and taste with fresh food. All of this without a trip to the grocery store or the farmer's market. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly for if you have a big family or quick and easy if you're me. It saves me so much time. And like I said, you know, you don't have to go to the farmer's market, which is always a treat, but who has time for that nowadays? And they close so early. Just get HelloFresh. It'll come to your doorstep. Go to hellofresh.com slash lockdown16 and use lock use the code lockdown16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. All right, Scott, so this is a question that we commonly get, especially since we've been talking about the Montreal Canadiens defensive depth. Many, many listeners have asked us in the YouTube comments as well as over email. If you put Logan Mayu's personal issues aside, where do you think he projects into the Canadiens lineup in the future? A lot of people are suggesting, could he be the number one D that the Canadiens are missing, that elusive number one D that we're talking about? And so if you want to take an honest look at this, and I'm just going to say real quick, we're not going to relitigate this all over again. We were not happy about the pick. We made our feelings known. We also made our feelings known about what we thought that he should do in order to get back into that, you know, that like to be ready to play. And Kent Hughes himself also agreed in an interview with Arpen Basu. He said that before we look at him as a hockey prospect, we have to look at him as a human and his personal growth is more important at this stage. He's also injured right now. He, he you know, he had a season ending injury. So he, you can count him on the Canadians IR list as well, but it's been like, like, it's been hard to kind of put him into the lineup because of everything that's going. And I do think this is just my feeling that a lot of fans, because of what happened after the pick, they want to believe that he was so good enough to warrant all of that. And honestly, I personally see him, and this is from reading a lot of scouting reports. I have to admit, I haven't watched much more than the highlights, but from the, what I'm gathering is that he has a high upside but also the potential to crash and burn if he can't improve certain aspects of his game. So I look at this uh, from the viewpoint of at 31st overall, he is someone that they were banking on reaching his ceiling, which is someone who can play with a powerful offensive upside and a physical upside to their game, more so than someone like Caden Gooley. And I look at uh, Matt Drake is the one who uh, was following him a lot, following the OHL prospects, the QMJHL prospects. And I look at him and I go, you can see glimpses of what he can be as a player, but there are inconsistencies. And with that, part of that issue is 
he's played like less than 30 games in the last year due to his suspension from the OHL for his own actions as part of his punishment, his injuries this year, he got absolutely walloped in a fight and injured in that regard. And I don't have a full picture of what he can be right now because he hasn't been healthy enough. He hasn't been in the lineup long enough to fully analyze him. And I, it's a very high risk piece there. I'm not sold because I don't think his hockey IQ is where it needs to be yet as a player. And he's a young player. That's understandable. No one is comes in and can be, you know, a Patrice Bergeron or an Eric Carlson in his prime on defense and see the game in a certain way. I, I look at him and I think if he sorts out how he reads the game and, you know, learns his positioning and his hockey IQ increases, that's someone I think can be very useful in the Canadians organization, but right now it's not there. And that's why I like a prospect like Jordan Harris or Caden Gooley, because they rely a lot on their positioning and defensive awareness to utilize things. And he's not there yet, which he's a younger player. He, he shouldn't be at that level yet next year in London. It's going to be, can he take that next step? And then we'll have a little bit more of a fair analysis of him. Uh, like Laura said, we're not going to go through and relitigate everything we said. I have made my feelings known about this. Uh, there were other picks I would have made regardless of what's going on there, but I also wanted a forward at the end of round one, not a defenseman, but uh, we'll see. It's one of those times we'll tell things because he hasn't played enough games to get a fully accurate read on uh, what he can be, but there is potential there. Like every other prospect, it's a matter of getting the mental part of the game figured out and combining that with his physical traits to get the most out of him as a player. And that's the thing, because if you look at the way the Canadians want to structure their future, he does have attributes that fit into that philosophy, right? He's very good at skating. Like his skating is something that even before he was drafted, the scouts would call out. That was something that people said, okay, he's really great at that, especially for his size. He's a large player who can skate gracefully and quickly. That is one thing. The other thing is that he shows offensive flashes of brilliance. But another thing that we need the Canadians to do and the Canadians themselves need to do is something that we've criticized the team as a whole for a long time is their decision-making on defense, their positioning on defense. So if he's not able to develop that aspect of the game, and again, you said, you know, it's not it's not it's not necessarily that he won't. It's just that he lacks that right now. If he can't do that, then he can't be he won't fit in very well into the lineup. And so when people say, could he be the number one D like when we're having that conversation saying that the Canadians need a bona fide number one D we're talking like a Victor Hedman type guy, right? We're talking like a Zdeno chair. We're talking like a Kale McCarr. We're talking about a guy that is a cannot miss number one D like that's the kind of guy we want on this team if you're not going to get more superstar than Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield no knock on them they are elite but if you're not going to have like an Austin Matthews or a Connor McDavid you need somebody in your defense that's that good right that's why we're saying we want if the Canadians don't pick Shane Wright we want them to go for a guy who can be like a no questions asked can't miss number one defenseman so when we say who's going to be the number one D that is what we need all right, so we talked a little bit longer than we expected to about Logan Mayu, but I hope that answers all of the listeners who have been asking us to talk about that. Um, that is, and, and I'm just going to say, refer to episode 593 anytime anybody asks, because that's that's how we feel right now. Until he plays more games and he does more personal development, and the organization is well is ready to welcome him back into their prospect lineup. Uh, in the meantime, 
We are going to talk about bandwagon teams, and we also want your thoughts on the gross thing I should eat or drink. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just one moment. But first, remember, Built Bar is our favorite sponsor for a reason. They are a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar is a treat. They have 18 delicious flavors. They're all low in sugar and high in protein. They're all made with real chocolate and they are delicious. And they always have these special edition flavors, you know, like a brownie batter puff or a churro puff, all this stuff, like, you know, cheesecake. They have so many delicious flavors and you can use them, you know, before you go for a hike, as a pick me up in the afternoon, like I do a lot, or as a breakfast on the go, as like I do a lot. As you can tell from listening to this podcast, I'm very disorganized with my time. And that's where Built Bar really helps me. It gives me the energy that I need and always feels like a treat. It doesn't treat, it doesn't taste gross, doesn't have a gross texture like all all the other protein bars that you've heard of. And if you want to try Built Bar, go to built.com and enter promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's built.com, enter promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. All right, Scott, before we launch into a discussion about our bandwagon playoff teams, or this is also a listener request as well, um, we hit 500 subscribers. Thank you all so, so much. And I promise to eat something gross or drink something gross on video. So right now, the front runners are, I have to do the Hot Ones Gauntlet, which is eating a series of hot sauces on wings. Uh, our friend Andrew Berkshire from Crosscheck NHL and Game Over Montreal has the sauces and has offered to let me borrow them and, and film myself eating those. Uh, there's also a cocktail involving ketchup was a suggestion. And it's a, it's actually a cocktail with like gin and other things in it, but there's ketchup as part of the ingredients. Uh Scott is <laughs> Scott, don't 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 demonstrate a preference for any of them. Somebody in the YouTube comments that put pizza in a blender and drink it. I don't know how I would do that without adding a lot of water. Uh but please don't select that. Um and then there was uh I have to do some prairie fires. I don't know what the number is. So those right now are the front runners and I'm forgetting what our nemesis will asked I should do, but it's definitely something disgusting. Uh and there was a ghost pepper shot. I don't know where to find ghost pepper gin or vodka or whatever it was, but those are all the the selections. Uh if I have to do a ghost pepper thing, I probably will die so please don't select that um but those are all of the suggestions so please if you have any other suggestions or if you have a preference for either one please email us at lockdowncanadians at gmail.com or tweet us at lo underscore canadians you can also tweet me at the active stick um and all right i'm gonna stop talking about this because scott is melting on his end of it ketchup's bad enough but why in god's name or satan's name is there gin involved in this like it's like it's a legitimate cocktail with other ingredients too i have to pull it up but there are other gross cocktails that you can suggest if you want um i'm y'all just need you jesus yes, y'all we need we all, jesus we do. <laughs> oh my god let's just get to the bandwagoning before i before i have to learn any more about gin ketchup cocktails because i don't think that I am mentally prepared enough for anything involving that. That's, I know I'm not the one drinking it, but I'm not yeah. going to make my co-host suffer through gin and ketchup. Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> Get a well, grip. okay, here's the other thing too, is that you have to think about, it has to be fun to watch, right? So the gauntlet is probably fun to watch. The ghost pepper one is going to be over in like 25 seconds. I'm just going to be crying and dying. Uh, the gin might be, it, it'll be like when you did the Mountain Dew video. Um 
All right. Oh. We're going to stop talking about this because Scott is going to start crying. <laughs> All right. One of our listeners who a long, long time listener who we love this suggested that we talk about which teams we are planning on bandwagoning. Um, and uh, I believe they said they were going to bandwagon Florida for uh, for um, uh, Ben Chirot, the handsome Ben Chirot. I believe that was what they said. If I'm wrong, please let me know I was wrong. Uh, Scott, where do you want to start? Eastern, Western? Let's start in the East because my first thought is it's not going to be Tampa. It's not going to be Boston and it's not going to be Toronto. So we can just cross that off. It's not going to be Carolina because no. Uh, <laughs> and it's not going to be the Rangers because no. Um, it, it really comes down to like, like me likely cheering for the Panthers and their chaos wagon of hockey because it's fun as hell and also Ben Girard. So like it, as much as them losing early helps our – or well, no, because our draft picks not until next year. So – yeah, I'm going all in on the fancy cats, to be quite honest with you, in the East, because they're fun. <laughs> they're absolutely a wild hockey team. Like, an on-fire chariot of a hockey team is, you know what? It's the playoffs. Let it ride. I have no rooting interest overall, so chaos it is. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think Florida is the best choice because, I mean, I'm never going to cheer for the for the Penguins. You can't make me. I also feel the same way about the New York Rangers, Chris Kreider, Uh I can't spit on the YouTube. It's very, very unattractive, so I'm not going to. But just imagine, every time I say his name, I want to spit. So no Chris Kreider. Um, but, uh, you know, Carolina, I feel like, was a team that I would have liked before all the garbage and, and signing D'Angelo and and that, you know, Montreal kind of, th- that smugness there. So that's definitely not uh, not on my list. But they, they do look really, really promising. Tampa, obviously, as a Montreal Canadiens fan at this point, you know, society needs to move beyond the need for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Boston, not a chance in hell. Uh, You're a Bruins Flyers fan. How could you possibly (laughs) do this? I love that long-running meme. Uh, And uh, Toronto, absolutely not. If you paid me a million dollars to say something good about the Toronto Maple Leafs, I would still be hard-pressed to do it. Um, I would take the million dollars and I would say something nice, but then I would have to go throw up. Uh, all right, those are our Easter. Our Eastern choices essentially are the Florida Panthers and the Florida Panthers. Go Ben Sherratt. Please eliminate Toronto and lift the Stanley Cup above your handsome, handsome face and beautiful hair. Uh, so we got the Western Conference then next, right? Yeah, we got the Western Conference, which isn't truly decided yet, but... I do think that we both have a very strong preference for a team. Yes. Uh, as much as them losing uh, early helps the Canadians, uh, I I desperately want the Calgary Flames to go deep because I I absolutely adore um, that them as a team. I do not know why. Uh, I just feel a, a kinship to them. But at the same time, I also look at... Uh, Colorado as a team who won should win for the process of building a team and also Arturi Lekanen being on that side. He has a piece of my heart out there in uh, Colorado and also obviously Tyler Toffoli in Calgary. So either one of those two teams, but um, right now I'm hopping on the Flames bandwagon. Uh, shout out to Scorch Stack. They had it first. Um, also subscribe to Scorch Stack. So that's that's where I'm going with that. I also have chosen the Calgary Flames very much for the Scorch Stack reasons. Subscribe to the Scorch Stack. Also, Tyler Toffoli, he was definitely a player that I loved. And he and his wife, Kat, when they came to Montreal, they're another like uh, set of people where, you know, we talked about Jake Allen really getting it. 
it's the same thing with with Tyler Toffoli and and his wife. Like when they were here, they really got what it meant to be part of the Canadians organization, part of this fan base and community. So I really love them. And I want them to be happy. I want them to to lift the Stanley Cup. Also, the Calgary Flames have just been exciting to watch this season. They were quite underrated for quite some time. Now everybody's taking notice, obviously. But you know, Johnny Gaudreau having an amazing year. Um, Matthew Kachuk, who I hate but would take on my team any day. All of those things. You know, Calgary is definitely the team that I'm picking. But I, I honestly truly wouldn't be too disappointed with with Colorado winning. I just think it's really funny that they can't get past the second round. Um, but we do love Arturi Lekkinen, so maybe we'll change our minds for just, just for him. And uh, obviously our friend Arik Parnas from Eyes on the Prize, who ended up um, working in their analytics department. Uh, and, uh, well, we are jackasses on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you aren't an alumna alumnus yet, so you still have time. But I'm a jackass. So as an alumnus, like he is working for the Colorado um, Avalanche. Uh, Mark Dumont is obviously working for the Canadians. Andrew Berkshire is leading a YouTube revolution, and I'm just a jackass on the internet. What? Stop that for one thing. <laughs> if we're going to talk about jackasses, though, we're going to talk about the Vegas Golden Knights, who if they make the playoffs are one of the very few teams that I am absolutely rooting against, regardless of who they play. I, I, they're going to, I think it was Adam Gretz said this on Twitter is that they're going to enter the playoffs, activate everybody from long-term injured reserve. Like they're not even doing like the Tampa thing where it was one player. They're putting everyone on there right now so they can activate Mark Stone to play a little bit. And I'm just kind of like, I, this is so blatantly bull crap that I'm looking at this is going, you can't treat people like this. <laughs> and I just want them to lose. And I want their Twitter account to block me because it sucks. And I do not like that franchise now for reasons that have just, I was like, cool, they're fun. And then they're just like, we're going to buy everything. There's no process except for spending money. And I'm over it. I'm done. I want to see their downfall so they can know what it's like to suffer like the rest of us have as hockey fans. They've only known the joy and success of being good. And I want to drag you down into the muck of what it currently is like to be a Canadians fan because you don't have any prospects because you traded them all for aging assets. Thanks for Nick Suzuki. Yes. Thank you for Nick. (laughs) I was not expecting to yell at the Vegas golden Knights tonight, but here we are. So (laughs) that is, that is my spiel on that. I am done yelling tonight. The dog looks slightly concerned in the other room. (laughs) I, I missed one shout out, uh, Julian McKenzie, who was also an Eyes on the Prize alumnus, and he has like 14 jobs in, in mainstream media. So everybody was successful, except I'm a jackass on the YouTube. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, <laughs> you guys are enjoying this. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on YouTube as well as every other podcast platform. Literally wherever. Just search Locked On Canadians and you will find us. You can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians if you'd like to follow us there. If you want to email us, you can send us questions to LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. You can also send thoughts and observations. We get those. We love those as well. You can also leave questions in the YouTube comments if you're a jerk we'll we'll delete the comment also i accidentally deleted somebody's comment uh a while ago 
who was praising Scott, and I promise I wasn't doing it uh, out of on purpose, out of jealousy. Like I literally was trying to remove an actual spam comment, and I just clicked the wrong like like dots. Uh, so I'm really sorry. So the the person who was complimenting Scott, <laughs> uh, please rewrite your compliment in our YouTube comments. I'm so sorry for erasing that comment by mistake. I couldn't bring it back either. I didn't know how to do it. Anyway, leave comments if you want us to answer them in the mailbag questions uh, in our mailbag episode. And uh, in the meantime, once you're done listening to this podcast, please check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey because now is the time for the hockey fan or NHL fantasy playoffs and you want all of their advice. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.